Blog Talk Radio. The following is a NEC NFL Draft Bible exclusive. Radio.com, streaming across Facebook, Periscope, Twitter. Follow us at NFL Draft Bible, at NUC Football. And I am your host, Rick Saratella. Joined with me today will be Dave Schumann, and we'll be talking sports and technology. And a lot of big things to get to. We're going to blast this out to the social media, but. Uh, We've talked about how Minnesota has been this sports tech hub, some things the Vikings are doing. We'll talk about that. Also, we have a Nike and Apple plunge into augmented reality. So it didn't take them long to follow the lead with the whole Pokemon phenomenon. Uh, So Nike and Apple already uh, applying for patents into augmented reality. We'll talk about what that means. But first, like I said, it's exciting times because if you take a, a whiff, you might smell football season around the corner. And, you know, here at the NFLDraftBible.com, who brings to you the sports tech guys. And, by the way, check out our sports tech uh, Facebook group. It's uh, sports tech guys. A lot of, lot of goings on there. We're, we're posting all the latest information. But here at the NFLDraftBible.com, we still have our 30-day free trial promo code, DRAFT. 2016, which you may want to take advantage of because <laughs> let me tell you something. We're all over on location across the nation. Miami Mike just got back in town from LA out there talking to Russell Wilson, Von Miller, SD Awards, Nickelodeon Sports Awards. Thanks for all the hospitality out there. But now, uh, this Thursday, we are at the Northeast Conference Media Day. We're going to be all over the place there at MetLife Stadium, balls-to-the-walls coverage. We'll be broadcasting live uh, probably around 11 a.m. Eastern time for that event. So we'll have interviews with all the coaches and players in attendance. Then we're going to change clothes and go over to Miami Mike Sports Zone in East Hanover, New Jersey, for the Kerry Wynn meet and greet. Big blue giant kickoff. Might be some other giants hanging around, but Kerry Wynn for sure is going to come hang out with us at Miami Mike, so that's Thursday. And then we have uh, July 31st. We'll be on location uh, at the Patriots camp July 31st into August 1st. August 1st will be the Kevin Falk Ring of Honor Hall of Fame ceremonies. We'll be broadcasting that live. And then we'll also have the uh, All-Athletic American Conference, the AAC Media Day, the same day, August 1st, into August 2nd. So we'll be on location for that. We'll be on location once again at Giants Training Camp, a couple dates in uh, July and August. And uh, a lot of big things. And then the Super Bowl reunion down in Atlantic City uh, will also be down there for the first week of August. So a lot of big things going on uh, at the NFLDraftBible.com. Use that promo code, Draft2016. And uh, we will be on location, around the clock, uh, Miami Mike, myself, Sammy C, in the place to be, 
We uh, may even have a Chris Shanafelt sighting coming from Chicago, so stay tuned for that. But real excited about it, of course. Thursday we have our uh, Cos Gridiron Showcase podcast, cornerback edition, and uh, we are taking roster nominations for the 2017 Cos Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. Go to cgsallstar.com for that. Nominate your players. Follow them at cgsallstar. So we'll unveil the cornerback list on Thursday. And, of course, today – and every weekday at noon Eastern, it's the Sports Tech Guys here on blogtalkradio.com and live streamed across our social media platforms. So, you know, if you guys have questions, I'm going to open up uh, the Facebook chat going on over there. And I know I see Dave getting set up already on his uh, Facebook, so I'm sure he'll, he'll be joining us in just a second. And uh, if you guys have any questions, fire away. But let's dive into the hot topics and – Minnesota Vikings, that is, have really been at the forefront of uh, a lot of sports technology and, you know, whether it be hiring people in the front office. And we had um, Derek Belch from Striver talking about the virtual reality things that they're doing with the Jets. And it looks like the Minnesota Vikings have uh, copied suit with that because they now have a virtual reality tour uh, at their uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, fans can now go interact with virtual reality, uh, whether it be classic moments, Vikings memorabilia, and stuff on display there. So uh, really interesting because the other thing that happened was uh, the Dallas Cowboys opened up the star in Dallas, and that is actually now the top-of-the-line training camp facility, and it will now be – the model that everybody strives to be, not just in the NFL, but all across sports. And before we move on to any other topics, we'll just talk about that, just the Minnesota Vikings becoming early adapters with virtual reality. We've seen them use analytics. We've seen them use sports science. Uh, We welcome in my co-host Dave Schumann to the show now to talk about Minnesota Vikings being early adapters on the fan user experience uh, side of things, Dave, and let's face it, with red zone and, and flat screens and uh, 3D panoramic camera views at home, it's becoming harder and harder for uh, some teams to get fans to come out to the stadium, and in the future that, that might become a bigger problem for other teams, but we're seeing the Vikings here adapt all around with the analytics, science, and technology. Well, I think, obviously, the better stuff gets at home, uh, people are more adept to staying at home, but football stadiums don't seem to have a problem filling it up. So I think it, I think it just adds to the experience, which is what you want. You want to add to the experience, add to what, what the game is about, and then eventually, you know how it is in the NFL, they're going to add to that bottom line with it as well. No doubt about it. Now, uh, a lot of happenings going on. The other thing we saw, you know, Pokemon over uh, engagement is just incredible. It's actually more people using Pokemon app than the Google Maps app that is tied in with Pokemon. But there's there's uh, 26 million people who accessed the Pokemon app yesterday. These numbers are staggering. It's more than Twitter, more than Snapchat. And it didn't take long for Nike and Apple now uh, to get into the mix, and they are both filing patents to augment 
augmented reality technology or thought. Well, everybody's going to jump into the game. So Pokemon, like I said yesterday before, is the pong of uh, those of you who don't know, Adidas. Adidas, I'm sorry. Atari. I think I said Adidas yesterday. I meant Atari. Um, and it's the Pong version uh, of the early adapter of games. So Pokemon is that. Uh, and I think that it's only the beginning. So, you know, from a sports and technology standpoint, you're going to see all kinds of things go on. Uh, that will, I mean, the Pokemon game is, is if you think about it, it's really going to be, uh, it, it's ahead of the curve in the fact that they actually launched, basically, they took Google Maps, they overlaid it, okay, and they put virtual objects in there, and then you could buy in-app purchases on those uh, objects. That's basically what they did, and now people purchased them and moved them around. They took the old Farmville um, some of those other games like uh, Candy Crush and basically took it and placed it in the virtual world in your real environment, your augmented reality environment. And we've been saying this for the last two weeks, and it's funny how Pokemon Go launched. Uh, we've been saying that this is the next big thing. We've been saying how important this is going to be. Uh, we've been saying the business potential of it. The explosion is going to begin now. And, you know, the other thing that caught my attention over the weekend was these robots now that are going to, you're going to start seeing in NFL training camps beginning this season, the Ravens, the, the uh, Rams, you might see them used on hard knocks. No coincidence there. I'm sure the NFL made sure they got into the Rams training camp. The Steelers, I think, are another one. The Ravens have always been, a forward-thinking team out in front. But I don't know if you've seen these, Dave, but these it's basically a tackling dummy on wheels, but they're controlled yep. robotically, and they're about $8,000 a pop. So it's quite expensive right now. Um, you know, will cost be an issue? Will this be something that all teams are using? Do you see uh, a benefit from is, is this? Is this something that's cool, or is there a benefit to something like this? Well, Dartmouth was the first to do it. They had a, um, I believe it was a mechanical engineering student. Uh, they were looking for a, obviously in, in the Ivy League, you got some brilliant people, young men there or and women, and they were looking for a, to, a way to not tackle. They were already, Dartmouth was already not tackling in practice. And they wanted to be able to teach to tackling without having to have the impact, lose a player from an injury standpoint, cause forget, not just concussions, but the injuries that happen from tackling each other in practice, um, Dartmouth wanted to get rid of that. So they had a mechanical engineering student develop the robot. They used it last year, and voila, one year later, you have yourself a company that's doing all kinds of simulated things, uh, these these robots essentially are dummies with a uh, controller inside. It's basically a drone um, that's operated uh, by an, by a third party and mechanically operated, no different than the drones you see for for cameras or you know the flyovers, anything like that. So or or even the remote control cars. That's what they're doing. 
with the actual robots. So if I guess the technology right now is, is costly from a um, development standpoint because you're developing it one at a time. There's no mass assembly line to building these these things yet, but uh, the cost will come dramatically down. I mean, if if a if a dummy costs right now a hundred bucks and it costs not 10 times, but almost a hundred times more because you put a mechanical operation in there, um, then you got a pretty wide profit margin. So what, once that goes to the assembly line, that thing is going to come down dramatically, probably come down to the thousand range, but it's something that actually will be very helpful in, in, in the football space so you can tackle. Now, you know, you have people that say that it's still coming at the same speed. There's still an impact. Um, but I think you can control the speeds that you want players to come at. You can allow them to go 100% and, and the pads to go at a certain speed. Um, is it exactly like a human being right now? It's definitely not exactly like a human being. But – People aren't even tackling. People are going away from tackling. The NFL doesn't even want to have contact. Uh, at the high school level, they're looking to have no contact. Uh, you have a game where people are basically going to simulate until game day. And then game day, they're going to let it all hang out. So, you know, the NFL is really – you're seeing more and more technical – uh, advancements in the NFL, and the other thing the, the they announced on their website over the weekend was now uh, they tested it out a little bit two years ago in the Pro Bowl chips in the football. Uh, I don't think it went over too well because they haven't tested it out since. That was two years ago. So the NFL now, I think in the preseason, they're going to test with the experiment a little bit more, putting chips in the football. I think primarily they want to test out, you know, extra point attempts and field goal attempts, but we've talked about how this could be used for uh, first down markers, uh, touchdowns, and pylons. Uh, so, again, the NFL continues to get technically enhanced, and uh, we mentioned Nike and, and uh, Apple getting into the augmented reality. Well, GoPro is now getting into the virtual reality, and with all the virtual reality coming into the football, I'm sure GoPro will be uh, somehow tying in their technology into the football world. So, again, uh, hate to beat down on the NFL, but uh, here's two more examples how technology are, are coming rapidly into the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, GoPro's, you know, the innovator in in, in that that kind of space from – you know, it's a natural progression for them. They already were videoing people doing extreme stuff and in that first-person camera-like. So you develop that 360 camera. Um, it allows them to really go right into VR from a content standpoint so they could take the people that they've had on the payroll and, and uh, that are using GoPros and create content. I mean, they become a content and, uh, and product um, company. I mean, I don't know where they will be in the, in the, in the software space, but they'll definitely be a content pro provider from that standpoint, no doubt about it. And no coincidence, uh, GoPro also the other day just announced a partnership with Valentino Rossi. You're saying who? <laughs> uh, 
I know, but he is the winningest MotoGP racer of all time. So now fans, according to uh, GoPro, fans will be able to witness never-seen content of his life outside of MotoGP. But I know there will be a tie-in here once they get reality stuff going, like you said, Dave, with the extreme sports and things of that nature. Uh, Moving down along the news this week, um, you know, the other interest, hopping and bopping along, but um, real quick here, I don't want to spend too much more time on Pokemon, but if you're looking for a phone service and you do play the Pokemon Go app, T-Mobile now is going to start giving a full year of free data plans to anybody who downloads the Pokemon Go app. So this is a way for T-Mobile now to uh, attract new clients, and this this promotion will run through the uh, end of August. So you think about, you know, 26 million people a day downloading this app. How many of them have unlimited data? And if they don't have unlimited data, how many of them are going to convert over to T-Mobile or sign up with T-Mobile because now they can get a free year of uh, unlimited data for free if they, if they just download the Pokemon Go app. So I thought that was interesting. And uh, also the NBA in the Summer League is going to debut its uh, new and improved shot clock. It's an LED monitor. Pretty cool probably uh, long overdue, and we're working on trying to have a guest on who's working out in Las Vegas covering the NBA Summer League that's going to talk about that LED shot clock technology and some of the other things the NBA are testing out. So we'll announce that when we have that guest confirmed. And they are also having the uh, first ever um, tech summit, the NBA, that is, the uh, National Basketball Players Association just announced the first ever tech summit summit in Silicon Valley. Um, and, you know, car- people like Carmelo Anthony, who has a, a new venture capital firm, M7 Tech, his uh, new company, Carmelo Anthony, getting into the technology business. But there's going to be an NBA technology summit in San Francisco and I'm trying to find the exact dates. That's going to be July 19th through the 21st. So it kicks off today. It runs the next couple of days. I'm sure we'll get some updates on that. So I found that interesting as well. And, um, you know, other than that, Dave, I know there's a couple other things going on. Anything that caught your attention over the weekend or anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I think we're going to uh, – I spoke with a dear Schiffman – um, who is the head of Catapult Sports this week, and um, he is going to be on with us. He's going to get back times and dates with us, so that's that'll be huge. They're making a big push into the U.S. They're gigantic in soccer, um, but well, we should have a dear shipment on uh, sometime this week. Um, Friday, I may not be on the show. You may be flying solo because I'm traveling to the top prospect camp, but... Uh, um, so just like I had a fly solo yesterday, unfortunately trying to do it on the road. Um, and we have something very special coming up. The other thing is that starters, uh, if you go to starters.co, there are guys, Troy Rudiger, they have their kickoff, uh, uh, launch week this week. Um, I know Thursday they have their big, big kickoff party. I'm trying to get there for that. 
so I mean that they're they're doing a great job of connecting all the sports and technology professionals out there um, and and facilitating that conversation in the marketplace. As far as from a from a technology standpoint, I, I think um, uh, some of the, the things that you mentioned with respect to Apple and Nike uh, with respect to virtual reality is really interesting because that's two very different companies with two very different focuses that are that are jumping into uh, uh, the augmented reality space. And um, I, I wonder how Nike's going to jump into it. Uh, Apple, I think, is fairly predictable. It's only a matter of time that they decided to develop their own products. Um, I guess you're going to have iReality or iVirtual. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it's only a matter of time that they jump in because the, it, it makes perfect sense. But Nike is interesting because I think that's one of the things that you're going to see a clash, right, with Under Armour going on and developing their own yeah. technology for analytics. Nike's under pressure to do something more. Um, and then you got the tech companies like Facebook, uh Facebook, you got Apple, um, you got Magic Leap, okay, which has basically been given a billion dollars to spend any amount of money they want to just develop. They're doing all the R&D, and we haven't talked a lot about Magic Leap, but because uh, people don't really know much about Magic Leap because they're developing products and testing them, and they have almost a billion dollars in venture capital put into their company uh, to go and develop products. Google, you name it, has put money into into Magic Leap. So um, there's going to be a battle between, and I don't see how, in my opinion, the sports companies, the sports first companies can win some of these battles, but there's going to be a battle for talent and product and software in the sports technology space for sports companies like Nike and Under Armour to come up with their own technologies, which they're trying to do, versus the Apple, Google, Facebook, Magic Leap, who have the geniuses and all they need is the content, you know? So, I mean, I think the synergy down the line, and we're going to see it, and we have something special coming in, in uh, late October, early November for you, and maybe we'll see a little bit of it there. But there is a tectonic shift in that that space. And um, if I'm going to put my money, I'm going to put my money on the tech guys in this space to then team up with the sports guys in order to develop these things versus the other way around. I don't see, and that's, we talked about Eon Sports and how they, they're coming up with the product, um, you know, the content from, uh, from the actual content providers, the coaches to develop the content and put it in their technological platform. I don't see how the sport first model can beat the tech first model in this space. What do you think, Rick? 
No, I would agree with that. And, you know, while you were talking, I just had a whole bunch of different thoughts go through my head. I'll try to summarize them quickly. But I thought it was interesting, too. We haven't mentioned, like, Google had uh, an Oculus competitor in the works and nixed the project completely. So we, we talked about this on previous shows, that big, clunky headgear. The more Pokemon to- takes off, and uh, some of these other augmented reality games begin to develop, the more I'm beginning to question how much virtual reality is going to live on if they don't move on from that big, clunky helmet. So uh, I think you'll see Google going more towards augmented reality. Uh, This article says more into mobile VR, which is kind of what Pokemon is. So I thought that was interesting. And then you mentioned the, the, the Nike and how Under Armour could compete, not just for the athlete in sports, but also the consumer. Like I think immediately the Fitbit, everybody is on the Fitbit. I know my cousins love the Fitbit and uh, you know, you get your 10,000 steps in for the day and it vibrates. You're wearing it around your arm. People make sure they do that every day. They get into that regimen. Well, uh, you know, the NFL Play 60 has a big uh, push now to make kids go outside and be more athletic 60 minutes a day. Well, now you can tie in exercise and combine it with the Pokemon Go type of game where you're walking around, you're getting exercise, you're getting your steps in, and your Fitbit is monitoring that while you're playing an augmented reality game on your game. You're getting exercise in, you're getting video games in, and I can definitely see something like that happening. And, you know, the other cool thing I thought quickly here, we're we're winding it down, is for people like you and I, Dave, who want to experiment with filming virtual reality, this Nico 360, N-I-C-O 360, uh, this is the first really, uh, you know, cost-effective type of thing. If people like me and you want to go out and film virtual reality, it's 200 bucks. It's about the size of a GoPro. And now um, you and I can film in virtual reality for, for a small cost. So who knows? Maybe we'll uh, dabble with that and, and test that out. But I thought that was pretty cool and unique. Well, what, and we are winding it down just a few minutes. So uh, final thoughts to you, sir. Well, what was the name of that product you said again? Nico. Nico it's the Nico, the Nico 360, N-I-C-O, the Nico 360. I posted it a couple of days ago on July 17th in the Facebook group, but it's a $200 camera that records virtual reality. I thought it's pretty cool. Now, I want to get you to, you know, those great posts you put on Facebook. You got, we got to get you to post those up in the Sports Tech Guys um, uh, Twitter page as well so we get everybody rolling. Um, comment on what you said about, and I know we got, what well, we got, two minutes here, uh, 2.57. Um what you said about the clunky headset and the investment in that type of product, you know, I look at it and I say, I would not invest heavily in a product that is not going to be wearable five years from now. I don't see that a a company goes and invests in something that's not going to be practical practical in the short time frame. You know, people already know it. So now Facebook did it for different reasons, you know, to get the competency. But if someone has the competency, I don't think you need to do it. 
the second thing is watch what Magic Leap does. Um, I think they're going to create stuff that will tie all those things in. And I think it's important. You know, I look at Fitbit. Fitbit's a technology company, really, when you break it down, right? Um, Everything they do is technological that ends up going out to the health marketplace. And I like that model. I like that our technology is specific for this versus I'm a a sports company trying to create technology, you know, Um, because I – the, the, the challenge business-wise is sports people like the cool effect of sports. Technology people like the challenge of building better technology. And those two worlds are a tough balance um, and, and without isolating the, uh, one another. So uh, th- those, are my, those are my two cents on that. I don't, know, I don't know what your thoughts are about it, but there's definitely some really interesting things going on. No, it all makes sense. And then when you merge the two, it creates what all company companies want is content. And, you know, I found it interesting. I was checking our analytics data last thought here on our YouTube channel, which, you know, has almost 10 million views. But I thought it was interesting that nearly almost a, a fifth, almost a quarter of our views come through the mobile phone. So almost a quarter of our videos are being viewed by a, by a smartphones, and uh, I think that's a trend that's going to continue because everybody's attached to their phones. The youth of the world uh, can't even have a conversation with you without looking down at their phone. In fact, they, they look at their phone more than they look at you, and uh, I think everything is going to be tied into content and content on your phone, and everything we talked about today will all tie in, and that's another addition here on the Sports Tech Guys, weekdays at noon, for Dave Schumann and Rick Saratella. Till tomorrow, everybody. Sign off. Peace out. And there you have it. So another edition in the